on this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. Football is back, kind of, in a way. Well, maybe not. Uh, but we do talk some football. We also got the Major League Baseball hard deadline. KC's take on the Brewers season. Where is he at? Panic button. Of course, America. Oh, we have esports before I get to that. Esports, the basketball tournament. Of course, everyone's favorite set of KC's corner kick. And a new segment about, you know, that favorite thing everyone loves to talk about CrossFit. All right, let's start the show. We're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we today? Marlo, doing all right. Just coming back from a weekend up north with the family. Went all the way up to Eagle River, 300 miles. Whoa. 300-mile drive uh, back today. Uh, that is a, a tough a tough drive. Uh, the little one handled it well, napped most of the way, so that was that was nice. Uh, and and got back. The way back was a little bit. I was preparing for just construction and everybody coming down. You know, going back to Illinois, all that kind of thing. But uh, it went pretty. It went pretty smoothly. Uh, all things considered, I think I had just kind of mentally prepared myself for the worst. So the fact <laughs> that it wasn't the worst, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. But uh, back in time. Uh, to record the pod and uh, catch up on all things sports that uh, I, I wouldn't say I missed because uh, yeah. there was lots of sports watching with my family up north, but nice. uh, at least today uh, and kind of get my thoughts organized. So here we are. Yeah. Do some tubing. No, no water stuff. Actually, funny. Where you know you drive past, I think a thousand lakes between <laughs> uh, when you get off the interstate and my aunt's place. But um, no, we just we just hang around. Euchre tournament. Euchre tournament mm. uh, took second place. In the family, so nice. I got I got the uh, the change for so when you would get euchred uh, or bumped, you'd put, have to put it. You and your partner would put in a, a quarter, yeah, into the the pot, and then Ooh. second place got the pot. So I won big I, spenders, like four dollars. Nice. <laughs> don't, don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, second place euchre. Uh, yeah, euchre is my thing. Every time. The family gets together. They want me to play euchre, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to play it. And then they try to teach me, and it's impossible. Then never so I goes just well. give up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it never goes well. But yeah. uh, I think I think my cousin's uh, boyfriend's been coming for a couple years now, and he's yeah. still he's still not. He's just he's just watching. He's still learning. So it's definitely <laughs> definitely a process. So all right. That's All right. How about, well, you? How about you, Marlo? That was oh awesome. man, man, what a weekend! Yeah, spent the whole weekend at the CrossFit Games, which we will get into later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just spent the whole weekend watching people work out, hanging around other people that like to watch other people work out. Okay. Um, it was, it was, it was fun. It was full of fun and and excitement, and and a lot of whining actually, oh. which I, <laughs> I'll get into and later like as well. Ride home. Yeah, exactly. Well, but so it, it was good. Madison's a good host of the games. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like a complete 180 health wise to my weekend. So, just <laughs> watching people sit and play card games, uh, maybe bags. I watched a couple bags games uh, and ate and drank a crap ton of non healthy things, uh, probably things that they weren't eating or drinking at the CrossFit game. So, <laughs> nice. Fantastic. All right. All right. On to the sports, Marlo. Yes. Uh, football's back. Here we are. 
It's back. Officially, I don't know. Kind of. Kind of. Hall of Fame game was on Thursday. It was terrible. Um, (laughs) I turned it on for a couple minutes. You know, I saw the helmets. I saw, you know, the logos. I heard the pads, and I was like, here we go. And then I didn't know anybody on the field. And so there's that. And then they're interviewing all the, uh, you know, Hall of Fame inductees and, and all this. And it just... I hate to say it, Marlo. I tuned it out. Oh, no. I tuned it out. And oh, no. I probably only watched half of a quarter. Um, I don't know. I still think I can call myself a football fan. I'm not sure. No, it's cool. You call, you call yourself a fan. This happens every year. I did the same thing. You see it. You, you look up. You see. Uh, you, <laughs> you look up. You see footballs on the TV. Yep. You get excited. And then you realize, oh, yeah, this is preseason. This kind of sucks. Uh, this, isn't really, this isn't really football. It's just some yeah. people kind of running around the field. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, the side was there back. We had some, the, uh, the, ch- the passing interference challenge. Oh yeah. That was or a review, I should say. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. That, um, that, I guess like going into it, <laughs> if you like that sort of thing, uh, going into, I guess the season, I'm, uh, that's one of the things that kind of on my radar to see how that's going to go. Uh, and in this game, it went pretty quickly. They like looked at the, they got the surface pro or whatever it's called. Right, Ew, right yeah. out there. He looked at Not him an iPad. right in the field, and it was inconclusive. Therefore, the call stood. Uh, it was the defense was challenging at Marlow, which was interesting. Uh, and obviously, the reason this is in place is because of a situation in which the offense would challenge pass interference. Um, and the standard of which it seems like the defense has to overcome pass interference is impossible. So you have to pr- essentially it has to be. You have to be able to prove or indisputable that you did not make contact or that you did not impede the wide receiver from a defensive standpoint to overturn. I don't see any scenario in which that's <laughs> possible. Yeah, There's going to be contact. There's going to be an arm. The defender's going to extend his arm at least to feel the wide receiver. And that's what happened in this play. And maybe he slowed him down a little bit. You can't tell, but... If the call in the field stood, there's no way you can prove he didn't impede him, and I don't think it maybe just goes away, and maybe that's a good thing. In the end, that that kind of play isn't impeded, uh, or I'm excuse me, that kind of play isn't what is we're arguing about in pass interference and reviewing, because uh, it probably shouldn't. So it I, anyway, I guess takeaway is it's very stringent, at least on the, the defensive side, um, which I think is probably good, probably good. Yeah, I'll be interested to see when the, on the offensive side it, yeah. what they look for, how often that's overturned, because that's obviously why this was put in place. Right. Yeah, it, it, it will be interesting. I, I'm curious yeah, how many times this is going to be called a game or challenged a game. Um, so look at that going forward, how it goes in the preseason uh, and so on and so on. But, you know, it's preseason for everyone, includes the refs, includes the announcers, and includes us as well. That's right. Um, so. Yeah, so we're just we're just we're just gearing into form uh, for this football. So I think I assume that means next this coming week will be a full slate of Week yep. One preseason. I know you're geared up for it. Um, got all your probably, fantasy probably, bets Packers in place. Probably say play somebody. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure. Um, but uh, it's just the Hall of Fame game. Just kind of thinking back to it, like you can't even have like I'm going to watch this to watch the depth of the teams, like you do with your own team, like I do with the Packers. You know? It's yeah. Like, I want to see how, you know, the third and fourth string guys so I can pretend that I know what I'm seeing and be GM and like be like, oh, 
so-and-so had a great practice, he might make the team now. Like, I know what I'm talking about. That's kind of the fun of watching your own team in preseason. Yep. But really, when it's the Falcons, you're not, like, really sweating who the backup linemen are on the Falcons <laughs> kind of thing. So, uh, little preseason fans, for yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. Speaking of players rounding into form, we got another mm-hmm. beer chugging oh boy. Uh, out there, Marlo. I don't know if you saw this, uh, but your boy, Baker Mayfield, was at a, an Indians game. Uh video of him he's talking to some fans they throw him a beer and he just <laughs> annihilates the beer it was bites into the can yeah unbelievable unbelievable performance um by him and uh, i guess this is a thing this is just, <laughs> it's just gonna be a thing going forward with i guess it's probably Quar- football players right yeah probably, probably quarterbacks quarterbacks well, we had we had Bakhtiari. Uh, I, I feel like he started it. Uh, right, the offensive line and, for the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, he brought it to a new level because he couldn't finish his beer. Yeah. Well, normally when you say bring it to a new level, it's like the net you're like raising the level. He kind of lowered, <laughs> lowered the level. Um, but that that's continuing. I guess it's a thing. Uh, yeah. And it's just it's so this is going to sound a little old manny, Marlo. Uh oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> The fact that you see your quarterback chuck a beer and then like it, the fans go crazy, that's a little weird. It's a little, it's a little weird. No, it's, well, well, I mean, especially in Baker's case, it's just trying to be try to make make them more relatable. Just a guy that can chug a beer and have a creepy uncle, creepy uncle mustache. Yeah. Um. In in the process. But, yeah. Yeah, but I understand. You don't want your you don't want your quarterback drinking a beer. You want him, You should be out there practicing. Yeah. Throwing, study, throwing those pigskin around. Getting yeah, ready well, for that first preseason game that he's not going to play in. Yeah. Um, we were talking beforehand, though. If if we didn't know that, like, so the way that we came into seeing this was, like, that Baker Mayfield was chugging the beer. So we knew it was him. And I'm pretty sure if I didn't have that context, I would have been like, who's this random guy chugging <laughs> beer? And had no, no, no idea that it was Baker Mayfield, especially with his, like, disguised mustache. Uh, <laughs> disguised mustache. Um, but... The beer chugging continues, uh, yes. and Baker's in probably postseason beer chugging form, as as his performance would suggest. There, yeah, he is. He is looking a little round. I don't know if he's he's ready for training camp. <laughs> looking a little round there. We'll see. He's busy Just, yelling at his wide receivers and stuff. Gotcha. So. gotcha. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for football. I don't know. That's <laughs> I think I think more will come as kind of preseason gets going. Uh, it's still hype train here in in Packerland, Marlo. It's still, oh, you know the articles, reports are out of who's doing well, who's doing what. Yeah, there been too many serious injuries, so we haven't had uh, any negative things like that come out. But it's still a lot of everybody's yeah. feeling really good and confident about it. Aaron's, Aaron's feeling good, doing good things in practice. You learn about uh, yeah, the, the best is the, uh, the the stats at practice. Yeah, oh yeah, your quarterback. Oh, he went. Went went fourteen went fourteen for fifteen this afternoon. He did very well, but he did have that one pick, so we got to worry about it. Mostly against the first line, mostly. right? Mostly. Okay. All right. All right. Football. It's back. We're still in preseason form. Wish we could keep talking about because I don't want to talk about the next sport we're going to talk about, Marlon. <laughs> That's baseball. Oh, baseball. My God. Well, according to Burr's Twitter, uh, and I guess the. Most fans I, I've interacted with and kind of gauged uh, the where they're at is the season's over. Pack up the bags. It's over. Um, just a terrible week. We went, uh, we went won one game of three out in Oakland. Uh, two of those games 
Josh Hader lost, which going into these two this series just didn't happen. Mark. It just didn't happen. Uh, and then he lost an extra inning game, uh, giving up a home run. And then he blew a save in in the uh, season excuse me, series finale, maybe season finale. And then we're like, all right, dust it off, go into Chicago, get a good result in that series. Hater wasn't the problem in that series. They didn't have a chance to use him because they got killed in every game it, uh, and, and so by the Cubs. So now the Cubs sit alone in first place. Pivotal one. series, yeah. Pivotal series. It hurts. I feel bad. Um, like I said, Bruce Twitter is all... Turning their eyes to the Packers as <laughs> preseason starts. Let's take a look at that linebacker core. How's that going? Where's um, uh, where is it? Where are you at on this? Where's your your panic button? Is no, the I'm, season over? I, I it feels so. It, yeah, I that's the way it feels right now. I, I'm pressing the panic button on the division. I don't. They've just been struggling, kind of playing below 500 ball for a couple months now. It's been pretty tough to watch. And then what they did at the trade deadline wasn't reassuring. Although we talked about last week how I didn't think they had any like moves to make. They didn't have enough uh, to make a big move. So they made a couple small moves, um, getting Drew Pomerantz, uh, a couple other pitchers of that caliber. I think it was Pomerantz and then two relief pitchers. Um, that will, I guess, shore up the bullpen. And right now we're just hurting for pitching uh, with a lot of starters out on injury. Uh, but it just feels like we're we're plugging holes on a sinking ship right now uh, and getting blown up by the Cubs uh, just kind of was like waves crashing onto that, onto that sinking boat. So yeah. that's the way it feels right now. Um, I think there's still, you know, if we're four games back in the division, they're still in the wild card race. So the season's not really over, but this was a pivotal series and we dropped all of the games. So it feels, feels pretty tough. And the trade deadline didn't bring any sort of reinforcements. In fact, we traded Hay- Jesus Aguilera, uh, for one of the, uh, relief pitchers. I can't remember who it is. So that's how great of a trade that feels like to me. Um, and then he goes and hits a home run in his first game in Tampa Bay. And it's just like, come on. Like everything's turning against the Brewers, it feels like. Uh, so a down segment here, Marlo. But that's God. It's the way it feels right now for for Brewers fans. Uh, and like I said, they're dusting off that linebacker depth chart for the Packers, looking for something else to talk about. Oof, sounds sounds like you're a little down in the dumps, Casey. You know, I am. I am with the Brewers, yeah. and yeah. I think I think last week, you know, if I go back to that, you know, was feeling kind of. I don't know. You're on the, the, on the you're fence. On the fence. Right? You're on the fence. You had, had to a little bit of hope. I had reason yeah. to be uh, d- disappointed, uh, but it was like kind of looking into this week, going, uh, "This is a key week," and and they they dropped the ball. We let them off the hook, as Daniel Green would say. Um, and now we got uh, we're in the Pirates uh, into Pittsburgh this week, so got to win these interdivision games going forward. Uh, got to stop. It's just. Things have kind of seemed the bats go quiet when the pitching is okay, and then when the pitching is terrible, the bats are there, but the pitching is even more terrible. It's like they can't line up a good team. Like it's just something's always off in in the team. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Uh, maybe pitchers get healthy. Maybe we can spot start some of these uh, relief pitchers or whatever long relief pitchers that we got and. and piece together something but it doesn't feel like there's anything there um so that's Brewers Marlowe uh other trade deadline news uh 
Speaking of going out and getting somebody and getting a big piece, I think the, the trade of the trade deadline was Zach Grinke going to the Astros for a couple prospects, which if they're not in the Brewers system, I don't really know anything about them. So uh, I, it seemed like it was a pretty good haul um, that the Diamondbacks got, and people seemed like it was a good trade for the Diamondbacks as well. Uh, but it appears, at least on paper, to be a great trade for the Astros. The Astros now have, you have to say, the best playoff rotation uh, with Verlander, uh, Granke, and then somebody who I'm getting right now. Fantastic. Um, but a great three-man rotation there with Granke, <laughs> some other guy. And then some other guy. Then Amazing. Other guy. I want to say Keiko, but I know it's not Keiko. He's in Atlanta. So um, Anyway. Uh, they're now co-favorites, uh, I think, up there with the Yankees as far as far as betting goes. But in my mind, they're they're outright favorites. Um, with just they had a strong team and now just kind of added a a top level pitcher to that uh, is, I mean, that's what you hope to do. That's like a, your tr- trade deadline dreams are, and they went out and did that. Um, so that was the bi- the big trade. On that, uh, I think the most interesting trade, though, Marlo. Okay. At least for how they left, how they left uh, the teams was the inner Ohio trade that essentially essentially sent Bauer to the Reds and Puig uh, to the Indians. Uh, but what's most memorable about this is how they left their teams, and that is uh, Bauer's last action as a pitcher. And mm-hmm. Cleveland was throwing a tantrum and throwing the ball <laughs> over center field. And yes. Puig's last action as a Red was charging the Pirates dugout and getting involved in a bench-clearing brawl. And I can't imagine there will ever be another trade <laughs> where both players leave the teams on those terms. Uh, yeah. be amazing. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is the other one. There you go, Marlo. Got it. Garrett Cole. Yeah. Cole. Verlander, Granke, and they also got former Brewer Wade Miley, who's having a great year. The Brewers should have signed him. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, all right. Uh, That's and, salty. Not salty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the Indians, I think this is a great trade for them, although they needed, they had, uh, Bauer almost seemed expendable, which is kind of crazy for a team that's in contention. Uh, but there were lots of internal reasons that he w- is expendable. They have the kind of pitching to uh, get that, and they lacked kind of outfield hitting. They were able to trade away kind of their surplus and get one of their needs, uh, so and as well as some other pieces that I don't know enough about baseball to know about. But it seemed like a really good trade for them to get another bat in that lineup, and now they have a, a kind of a top to bottom, really effective lineup, uh, and I think will really make a push towards your Twins um, at the top of the division, Milo, uh, and you know be a better postseason team for this trade. So I thought it was a really good trade for them. Uh, I don't know what the hell the Reds are doing, but you know, being buyers and sellers at the same time, kind of Mets style. It's been very strange what they are trying to do there. Um, but yeah, just that. Did you see the that bench clearing, clearing brawl? It was fantastic. I mean, it yeah, was, it was fantastic. I saw the uh, there was a there was a video of I. It was like down the third baseline. I. I and or maybe from left field and they kind of zoom in on the fight and then a police officer kind of walks into the frame <laughs> looking the other way of yeah. the fight he's just like casually walking as like there's fists being thrown and players being tackled behind him and he's looking the other way it's i'm not getting in the middle of that yeah he's like i don't i don't get paid enough for this <laughs> they, can, they can punch each other um 
so other than that, it seemed like most, other than the Astros, most kind of uh, contenders stood pat or kind of lightly increased. They, you know, not a lot yeah. of home runs. Nothing major. Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs got an outfielder, but it kind of seems like a little bit of an upgrade as opposed to kind of going out and getting somebody big. So um, Astros seem like they've really kind of solidified their themselves, uh, at least in my mind, as favorites, but co-favorites in, in, in the betting world. But it was a really interesting trade deadline, Marlo. I don't know if you, uh, how you experienced it, but it, I was interested to see how this new hard trade deadline... Yeah, the hard line. Ch- ...changed the trade deadline, because normally, you know, we have the, the trade deadline, and then there's a wave, what, what is it even called, it's a waiver deadline or something. There's another <clears throat> deadline later, so... I was expecting there to be more transactions kind of earlier leading up to the deadline as teams kind of like felt like they zeroed on a deal or got, uh, you know, the trade they wanted. But it almost seemed like the opposite happened where more teams just waited till that exact yeah. deadline and then there was like a flurry was a right at the end. Stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, the, yeah, having the hard deadline, there were, I thought there'd be more, kind of that more activity, but it was, it was, it was almost too much to handle how much it came at, it came at once. Yeah. Um, you know, once that kind of thing and things were breaking at all times, would you stop that, please? <laughs> if you're going to break, break news, just do it between the hours of like 9 a.m. and 2. Yeah. Let's just call like, it that. Yeah, like when I'm checking Twitter. Like, right, exactly. Uh, like uh, when I'm most likely going to be right in front of a computer and or phone. Um, yes, thank you for that. But yeah. yeah, yeah, hard deadline. It's, I think it's an, it makes it, I mean, as a fan, it makes it easier. Yeah. Because as before, it's like, oh, we made trades. We're, we're going to do it again, or we're not doing it again. We're, we're buyers. We're, we're buyers then. Now we're sellers now. Like you know, right. um, the whole are we buyers or sellers? We get to know right now, and then also uh, just yeah, just a fury of of move blockbuster deals happening all at once. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. I think it makes it, it makes more sense at least for uh, let's say myself as a less educated baseball fan. Like I yep. just let because. Like when the Astros got Verlander last year or two years ago, whatever it was, it's like, how? It's like, no, why isn't anybody else getting? I, it didn't really make sense. I know I could have just like read a Wikipedia thing on it and mm-hmm. known it, but like, come on, I'm not gonna go do that. Why? Yeah, why do you have to yeah. do that? Why should I have to do that? It's not like I host a podcast or anything. <laughs> I know this kind of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a hard deadline. It's, it's much easier. It's cleaner. It, it makes more sense. Um, so that's that's the trade deadline, Marlo. We did it. We made it to the trade deadline. All right. Uh, Brewers, I'm not sure they did, but here we go. Here we go. August, dog, dog, yeah. dog days of August. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, before August uh, started, Marlowe, I don't know if you knew this. Uh-oh. July ended, and in July yes. we get our baseball stat of the week. All right, uh, the Twins just hit. So I, this is uh, happened July 30th. So just at the end of July, they just hit their 50 plus home run for the third straight calendar month. <clears throat> That's 350 home run calendar months for them. In 2019, so the last three calendar months, they had three 50 home run calendar months in the entire history of the franchise entering this year. Wow. So either I'm sleeping on how good the Twins can hit baseballs, mm-hmm. or there's a lot more home runs these days. <laughs> in general. They Could be. As many is it the months. balls? Is that what it, it is? Or is it the bats Ver- this time? Justin Verlander said it's the balls. Yes, yeah, the balls. Um, probably. I don't know. Um Let's go with that. It's fun. It's like a conspiracy, conspiracy theory thing. That seems fun to, to ride along with. Uh, but that's crazy that they've done something this year that they have done 
in the rest of the however probably a hundred years for the twins who knows um years but they've got a pretty good good pretty good lineup there in minnesota um I haven't watched them. I haven't watched the Twins play. I don't think I've seen them. I, I think I watched a couple innings when they played the Yankees like a, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's about it. That's it. That's it. So Good job, need. Twins. We're proud of you. All right. Baseball stat of the week. All right. All right. Baseball. Wrap it up. I got nothing yeah. with the White Sox because you don't talk about over. This one's over. Yeah. Um. So it was fun. It was fun for a minute to be like, oh, I'm so hopeful. And now yeah. it's over. Had some fun moments. Yeah, they were fun. There were some, there were some fleeting fun some, moments. Some fun we had, players. We had the, the bat pitching. toss. That was good. Yeah. Um, we had that one all-star. That was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, cool. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> Season consult. Yeah. All right. Shall we go to the hardwood? Yeah, sure. Back, back to the hardwood. Did you know that the basketball tournament is still going on? You know... I do because I looked looked it up for this podcast. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, I did not. I was like, I felt like we talked about we missed, <laughs> we both missed the game. Yeah, uh, Cold Blood it was playing, and I felt like that was like five weeks ago, and it probably was. Um, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, it was put on it was put on my radar because the the basketball tournament had a dunk contest, mm-hmm. and this isn't just like any dunk contest because the basketball tournament is just not like any tournament. Uh, but you had a dunker and a defender, mm-hmm. um, and you were scored on how well you dunked on that defender, if you dunked that defender, and vice versa as a defender as well. Um, so our boy, Khalil Iverson yeah. from Cold Blooded, was in this competition. And, man, did he make some fire! <laughs> he made a <laughs> viral video out of it. He just put – he went up, did, uh, did Khalil, what Khalil Iverson does, and just put and just start dunking on people. Who's I, I didn't even see who was in the video. Demarcus, no, Demarcus Cousins. He took. He was in the he was in the crowd and he took. Uh, he, he, he took the video of it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, clear. He, he literally Jack Jones, Jack Jones, rest in peace, man. Uh, he's dead on the internet. Iverson <laughs> goes up and dunks him, and the guy looks like he falls dead in the middle. And it was fantastic. And then he turned around and blocked his. <laughs> attempted dunk on him, so that was fantastic. So the other person t- who's defending yeah. is also in the dunk contest. Yes. Okay, because I, w- I was trying to think, like, how the heck do they get somebody to <laughs> volunteer? Yes, <laughs> to be the blocker. Yeah, no, no, no. I would love to come out and and get dunked on. Uh, yeah, great. It's a great finish uh, through the contact. That's great. Oh, um, fantastic. So confirmed athletic. Yeah, confirmed, confirmed athletic. Um, but this is where I have to get my apologies because I dog Iverson when he was in the NCAA. Was it NCAA college basketball dunk contest, yep. whatever the one is during the Final Four, because um, he went up and dunked it like he was in a game, and that's not what yeah. you do in a dunk contest. But this dunk contest was made for him. But I do apologize. You definitely redeemed yourself. Ended up getting second place in this one. Um, but he does have the he does have the Twitter clip that will last forever. Nice, it was great. Um, was go out and find it if you have if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, the basketball tournament is still going on. Mm-hmm. The final is here on Tuesday night, and I could not be less excited for the final mile. <laughs> not only because I didn't know what's happening before I looked it up, but I found out the two teams in it are the 
Ohio State alumni and the Marquette alumni, which is just like a nightmare oh, yeah. for a Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, you have the Aaron Kraft-led Ohio State alumni against the Travis Diener-led Marquette alumni. So no thank you. I will not be watching, although now I probably will watch just to just – to, I'll, like, hate watch it. In the, yeah. In just, yeah, just so you can hate on Aaron Kraft again for, like, the 18th year in a row. Oh, God. That kid just won't go away. Just, oh, man. It's going to be – although, to be fair um, – I just, not fair. Who, I just looked up who was on the teams, and mm-hmm. they were both on there. I have no idea if they're playing. <laughs> there, was just, there were some players on the Wisconsin team uh, that were listed as playing that did not play. So yeah. Uh, although I saw Diener get interviewed, so I think he's he's playing. He said he was going to drink a beer to get ready for the for the final. Oh, Diener, you're so relatable. Said, oh man, yeah, Travis Diener, man of the people. Although um, <laughs> <laughs> I did go through the people on the team and. Uh, uh, no, I was going to say that I remember hating more on one team than the other, but I hate them all. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, that was all bad. Now I'm going to make myself watch this. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a miserable experience. All right. Fantastic. All right. Well, on to, uh, I think, why the people listen, Marlo. Yes, one, absolutely. One of the reasons why is that we're one of the leading esports podcasts That's on the right. webs. Um, and I guess big, it's not like competition, new platform move. Mm. Uh, your boy Ninja, uh, it says Ninja, a Fortnite star leaps from Twitch to Mixer. Woo! Which I said to what? <laughs> <laughs> so Mixer is essentially it's more or less Microsoft's um, streaming service. It's their competition to Twitch. It's own, which is owned by Amazon. Um, they signed a deal with uh, <clears throat> with Ninja to exclusively stream on Mixer, and he's taking his. 14 million followers, I guess, over to there, over to that platform. Uh, and as I said, this is the first time I've heard about it. Uh, so I went on to see what it was like and kind of what was being streamed. And it was mainly first-person shooters, and it had about one-tenth the viewership that Twitch mm. did. So uh, Fortnite had about 150,000 people watching when I looked on Twitch and about 10,000 watching uh, on, on Mixer. So it's a much smaller platform. Uh, there's some reasons in kind of some of the articles discussing it to why uh, Ninja would have made the move. The main one, it seems to be there's some sort of financial benefit for him to do this. Right? Yeah. Like Microsoft's yes. going to pay him. I should say, when there was only 10,000 people watching uh, Fortnite on Twitch, Ninja was not streaming at the time. True. I think that would change drastically <laughs> when, when he is there. Uh, so there's some financial reasons, but there's also, I think, some, uh, as at least the way that Ninja describes it, there's some other reasons why he would be interested in making the switch, and it's just not all financial. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think from a eSports consumer, it'll be interesting to see if this forces Twitch to make changes or to do to if they feel the need to kind of improve or, or keep making changes because um, they've been the the dominant player and they haven't really had competition so yeah. just kind of they've been doing what they've been doing which is great and it works I think but maybe there is something better not that Mixer is that but like maybe Mixer can provide a different experience that then Twitch can steal things from or it requires Twitch to innovate and to develop some other things so I think it'll be a really interesting uh from an esports standpoint, to watch to see what changes come, and maybe Mixer is better somehow. Um, I have trouble seeing that being the case, but you know these these, these things uh, 
ha- can't happen. And just from a business standpoint of, um, you know, Ninja being such an influential, um, influential streamer to switch to a new brand, to switch to a new provider, um, I think it's really interesting. I mean, what a way to advertise your um, your new streaming service. I mean, it's not new. Uh, it's, it's been around. Relatively new, I guess. It's been around for like two or three yeah. years, but like it's it's new to me. I'd never heard right. of it. Now, right. you know, I know it. I can you know go and check on on, on streamers there um, if if I wanted to. But like, what a what an advertising move um, by Mixer to to get Ninja. I think that that's really interesting from a business standpoint, and also from I I hope what will be an innovation standpoint as there's maybe some competition between uh, streaming services. Uh, between Twitch and Mixer or anything else. I mean, maybe it's not Mixer, but, you know, Twitch has some reason to actually kind of worry about their place in the market. Yeah. Users on Mixer. Um, so Ninja's on Mixer now, not on Twitch. Does that mean we have to go to Mixer? Are we going to get a Mixer channel? We get a Mixer channel? Or, or, uh, if my, Microsoft, if you're yeah. listening, we're interested in, in some sponsorship opportunities, yeah. partnering with yep. you. To bring our brand, yes. the One Three Two Breeze podcast brand, on to Mixer. yeah, start live streaming these. We start live streaming our podcast. Um, yeah, the people, tell the people, tell them what you want. Let them know. Let Mixer know. <laughs> <laughs> Let Mixer know. Um, I'm just trying to see. They have so they have. They go web show. They have a, they have a web show category. That could be us. If you want, and so the top person has six hundred people. They are taking a picture of <laughs> on the webcam. Nice. I think, uh, I think we can do this. I think we can. This other one, it looks like the, the he's in a bathroom. I don't want to click on that. <laughs> My God. Uh, so, I mean, bathroom humor. That's kind of the level we're yeah. at, Marlo. So we can we could be the web show that you're All looking right. for, uh, Mixer. If you want to reach out for some sponsorship opportunities. Um, I think we run roughly the same rate as Ninja. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly yeah, well, you know, we'll take, I mean, we'll cut you a deal. We'll roughly. cut you a deal. Yeah. Slightly less than Ninja. Probably a little bit more more, more power behind yeah. it. So, You're a you're new mixer. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll get it. Long, yeah. so. Put All you right. out of business. All right. Well, any more esports news? Way to go, Way to go Ninja. Way to get paid. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I, nothing, no actual esports <laughs> that happened. No. All right. Well, then, that means it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, Marlo. Last week, I alluded to the Premier League starting, and uh, I think the turn of the calendar to August had me mixed up a little bit. Ooh. Because, oh, holy cow, it starts next what? weekend. Um, yeah, I, I was rudely awakened Saturday morning. Not rudely awakened. I was up because I was sleeping in a tent in the North Woods, <laughs> and there are wild animals out there, just woodpeckers and squirrels yelling at things. Uh, so I was up early, and the uh, community shield was uh, happening, uh, which is, it's kind of like a, the it's the Hall of Fame game for the Eagles, Got it. essentially. It's like, this is, this is this, like, we're going to have this game, and then the season's going to start. So it's usually who the winner of the Premier League faces whoever uh won the FA Cup the prior year. Both of those were Manchester City. <laughs> Which maybe they should just play their B team. That would have been fun. Uh so then they finish uh, they play who finished second in the Premier League and that was Liverpool. So City played Liverpool um this morning, not yesterday morning, this morning. 
and uh, City won one to one in penalties. Uh, it was tied one to one. It went to penalties. Uh, Liverpool had the better of the chances, and they just it seems like the past two years at least, City's just kind of had Liverpool's number, kind of had a leg up on them. Although Liverpool did look like the better team, and it was actually a very contentious game, a very hard fought game for being a relatively meaningless game. Like it kind of means something, but at the same time doesn't. Um, but like Pep Guardiola was coaching his butt off, got a yellow card for completing Ooh. and kind of interacting with the players. That's how you know you're um, going hard. Yeah, uh, Jordan Henderson went over and seemed like he confronted Pep at some point. So it was the animosity between these two teams seems to be ramping up that it kind of even spilled over into this relatively friendly, uh, unimportant game. So uh, that's interesting to see. And kind of the takeaway was that both these teams are really, really good and watch out rest of the Premier League because look how good these teams are, um, which is probably true. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but they're playing each other. It's like when Ohio State and Michigan were the two best teams and were like, they should rematch in the BCS championship game. That's how this should work. And then they both got absolutely destroyed in their <laughs> respective BCS yes. games. Uh, so I don't want to put too much into that. This was a close, hard-fought game. Uh, that, that means they're both worlds above um, the other teams. But at least betting-wise, they, they are. Um, I mentioned it starts next week. Liverpool actually opens, kicks the season off on Friday. Uh, against Norwich City, a newly promoted team. Um, I think the matchup of the week is Manchester United versus Chelsea. That's Sunday at 10.30. Um, if you just want to kind of tune into a, a prime matchup there, Marlo. Um, Make sure newly to promoted team, set my so clock. As you kn- <clears throat> That's right. Well, you'd be, at 10.30 <laughs> on a Sunday, you'll be around. You'll be available uh, to watch some, to watch some uh, soccer there. Uh, newly promoted teams, obviously, as you know, Marlo, each season three teams fall down to... The championship three teams come up. Uh, this year, the new teams are Norwich City and Aston Villa and Sheffield United. Uh, Norwich and uh, Aston Villa, both uh, three years removed from their last appearance in the Premier League. Sheffield United, uh, 12 years since the last time they were up in the Premier League. So it will be good to see them back. It's been a while. Uh, City and Liverpool enter as overwhelming favorites to uh, to win the league. Um both with odds that are, aren't very clear. So, uh, City is five to eight, and Liverpool is nine to four to win. Then uh, Tottenham running up fourteen to one. Manchester United and Chelsea at twenty to one. Arsenal at thirty to one, and then it's a big drop off to one fifty to one from there. So it looks like it's going to be another kind of two way race, Marlo. And speaking as a Liverpool fan, that's both exciting and God, it's going to be stressful. Uh, coming off a season in which Liverpool had only lost one game, yet they didn't win the title. It's hard. I, I think I said this at the end of last year as I was maybe consoling myself that they didn't win the title. Uh, but it's hard to imagine a better year than the year they just had. And that wasn't good enough to beat City and to win the title. So uh, coming into this year, I kind of had that same feeling. Like, how can this year be better than last Um so that they can win the title, and that's still really hard for me to imagine. I think the idea is that it will be the way that happens is it's as good as last year, but City isn't as good, or City takes a step back. But I don't see that happening. Uh, it'll be a really interesting, interesting campaign. Uh, it starts next week, which I um, cannot be more excited for, and to kind of blow out this corner kick because I know people know it. 
think I don't talk enough about soccer. I'm sure that's what they're often saying. Uh, when I get done with these corner kick segments, they're just like, man, that was not long enough. We need, <laughs> we need more. We need more. We need a couple more minutes of this talk. Um, on the flip side, so we mentioned Liverpool City favorite to win. Um, uh, City Liverpool, if I want to say it correctly. Uh, Sheffield United is most likely to go down, followed by Norwich and Burnley. Uh, so those are the teams that are expected to go down. If you want to kind of pick a team that you want to root for in the bottom to um, to cheer for to stay up. It's a different fan experience. Yeah. I guess. You're rooting, rooting for ties and uh, you know picking up home wins against other teams in the relegation zone. But I always kind of like to pick one of the teams. It'll probably be Sheffield United. Um, down at the bottom and kind of follow them a little bit more closely as well as I follow Liverpool um, as they're at, at will hopefully be at the top of the table this year. Uh, it's just a different kind of fan experience, a lot of holding on to nil-nil draws and things, uh, but that's a kind of an, a different f- way to follow the EPL that I think is kind of fun. Um, so that's it for Premier League. starts Friday. I can't believe it's here already. Uh, in the NWSL, Marlo, your Chicago Red Stars yes. continuing to put on Just a show when they're fourth fourth straight, they're up to third in the table now. Um, they just keep, they they've just been great since the World Cup. Uh, they're scoring a ton of goals. They won two zero this week, and they're not giving up anything. It's they've been they've been an amazing team. Um, on the flip side, my spirit, the Washington mm-hmm. Spirit, lost to the North Carolina oh, no. Courage, um, who I think. The Courage are the probably the best team, um, unless the in in the league, unless uh, the Red Stars run continues. Uh, maybe they'll supplant them, but so a tough loss. But um, I just really like watching Rose Lavelle play, and I just I watch her, and she gets like hurt or nicked up every time, and then I get sad or frustrated at the other team. Uh, but that's my experience watching them. But God, she's fun to watch play. Um, I think that's it for the that's corner. It? That's all. That's it. That's oh, all. Man. All right. Try to come up with. Try to come up with. Should come, try to come up with something else. <laughs> transfer transfer things to watch. Transfer things to watch. Uh, United <laughs> is trying to. United's trying to buy uh, Harry Maguire, um, which would be a really good signing. They need uh, a central defender. He's probably the best available in the world. Um, he's on he's on Leicester right now. Uh, they're talking about a lot of money, like eighty million pounds for him. Uh, that would be a big signing. There's also some rumors about a swap with um, Dybala heading from Juventus um, for Lukaku, which would be, if if United can do that, that would be an amazing piece of business, as they say, um, to get, I don't want to say rid of Lukaku, because I really like Lukaku. I liked him at Everton, but a much better player in Dybala uh, uh, in there. So watch for those transfers in the upcoming week. Before the season gets started. All right. All right. All right. That's it. Case corner kick. All right, Casey. Uh, I'm going to introduce a new segment. All right. All right. Um, movies. No, movies. No movies. That's that's not new. That's old. Um, no, it's a bra- brand new segment. It's called Marlowe's right. Burpee Blitz. Oh, Man, I workshopped that one so hard this week. Um, yeah. but that's what I came up with. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said, to begin the show, we, uh, spent the weekend at the, uh, 2019 CrossFit Games where we, the fitted on earth was crowned at the culmination of a year of qualifying and whatnot. Story of the games, Casey, I, 
for the record, I withdrew <laughs> from consideration. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know all about it. Stories of stories of the games, repeat champions, and cross yeah. and uh, mayhem crossing being the vehicle of those champions. So, uh, Tia T- uh, on the women's side, Tia Claire Toomey winning again for the third time in a row, running away mm-hmm. with it uh, with over two hundred with over a two hundred point lead, was never really threatened. Um, but on the flip side, Matt Frazier who became a four-time champ after this weekend, tying okay. Rich Froning as the only other four-time champ, uh, was challenged. So the, that, first of all, that means there's been at least eight years of... This is this is the is the 12th. This is the 12th. The 12th, the 12th CrossFit okay. Games. All right, we need to back up. Okay. So Tia Claire Toomey won by... Two hundred yes. points. So, I, so it's it's like mm, like decathlon. Like you compete in different events, you get points based on how you. Yeah, rank yeah. Them. exactly. You get points okay. based on. Oh, and let me get to that in a minute. But yeah, you get it's okay. it's events. You don't know the events. I mean, this year especially, they didn't know the events going into it. They knew they didn't know the events until like the day of most of the time or the moments before. Um, I think there's twelve scored events in this one, and they. Okay. Uh, this year, for the first time, they made cuts along the way. So they started off, past years, they started off with, I think you had like 30, 35, 36 qualifiers. Uh, this year, it was 148 women, 147 men, and they dwindled that down okay. to 10 by the weekend was over. Um, so, yes, yeah, so yeah, it's it, it scored important to get points based on place. And uh, yeah, Tia ran away with it over 200 points. Matt Frazier, who normally in the past, the past his past two championships, he has not even been threatened and has won it before, as you know, numerically won it before Sunday, before Sunday even came. So like on Saturday, he woke up oh, Sunday wow. and there wasn't enough points. There wasn't won. enough points on the table for him to lose. Um, but this year he was challenged by Noah Olson uh, going into the second, well, the third to the last uh, events. He had a fifty. He was at a fifty-point deficit. He was sitting in second place, fifty points, oh. and everyone was wondering, "Is Matt going to do it? Is Matt going to do it?" Matt came back in eleven and twelve, uh, overtaking Noah uh, by the points, and then taking home his fourth straight championship in a row. Uh, which so was, he was essentially Tiger. Woods. He was essentially Tiger Woods, and we were like, "He was. He's he wins when he's ahead. He's never had to right. come back. Never yeah. come back." And now, yeah. But now, now I've proved, proved he can, he can come, he can from, come from behind and win. That's ex- so, that is exactly take, correct. Take it, Tiger, Tiger Woods. On the team side, CrossFit uh, Mayhem Freedom uh, won for the second time in a row, third time in four years, uh, led by Rich Froning, the former four-time champion. And you know what? All three of these people haven't. All three of the teams in the male and female have in common, Casey. I know you know, but I'm going to let you know anyways. I'll let the people know. All right. They all train yeah. out of CrossFit Mayhem in Cooksville, Tennessee. Cooksville, Tennessee. I was just going to ask where, where, <laughs> where they were. Yeah, where they were located. How do you make a team? You just need. Uh, so teams are qualified too, just as well. So it's a team. It's a team of four: two men, two women. Uh, there are qualifying of uh, qualifying what we call sanctionals throughout the year. That if you win those, you okay. you qualify for the CrossFit Games. For the. Um, so yeah, cross- so it could just be it could just be like you and me, and then we get our wives, and we that's yeah, yeah, and then 
we would, <laughs> yeah. we would qualify. <laughs> but, like, but like that's all, it, and then we would register like at a CrossFit gym and be like, "We're Team One Thirty Two. Yeah, we yeah. could do that. Uh, most of on the team side of things, most most of, most of them are invited. Uh, there are you know there are events where you have to where you do uh, qualification workouts to get invited to those events. So yeah, we could try. We can get we can get the gang together. Uh, well, I, I'm not saying I want to try. I'm just I'm just trying to understand yeah. the process. I tr- yeah, yeah, trust 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 in the process. Um, so they're all they're all to Cooksville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they all moved there. Well, like Matt Fraser moved there. Tia's originally from Australia. She moved there to be able to train out of there because the champs they they train out of there. It's just it's a it's championship right. factory, um, essentially. Did CrossFit start there? No. Right? Well, it's, it's Rich. Rich. Work. So Rich Froning, who is the owner of CrossFit Mayhem, he was yeah. the Matt Fraser before Matt Fraser. He was a four time champion. Yeah. Uh, a consecutive mm-hmm. champion. And then I think around his second or third champions when he opened up CrossFit Mayhem, and then yeah he's been turning out champions ever since. So, interesting. Um, yeah, because Mitch has gone from uh, he's won a lot. He's just won a lot. Anyways, you already know that. Everyone knows that. The biggest, the big news <laughs> from this year. Speaking of you know of all the rules and stuff, there was a lot of format change yeah. that we talked that I kind of briefly talked about. There were more qualifiers. It was the first time there were all these eliminations. And with those eliminations came new mm-hmm. scoring. And and a lot of the, what you would call, veterans and big names got eliminated earlier than a lot of people thought. <laughs> so there was yeah. a lot of whining about that. There was a lot of whining about the new scoring system. And I say to those people, those people, <laughs> I say to those people, <laughs> stop your whining. This is sports and this yeah. is how it works. If you don't want them to go away, then don't get cut. Just don't suck. Um, I, as a fan, I believe it was more exciting uh, to see, especially when it got down to ten people. Because there's lots, you know, it was you could do one heat. I got to see who won. I didn't have to sit through three, four heats of people that don't matter. People that yeah, don't that don't matter anymore. anymore. It's just the top ten. Let's go. Let's get after it. So uh, yeah, it was just new for everyone. There was a lot of complaining. I say it was all, it was all good and go for it. As as a fan, I say, clearly the format and the rest were out to get you. <laughs> this is a travesty, and somebody needs to look into this. Okay, take it up with Dave Castro, and he and he, and he won't I'll listen. Ta- I'll send I'll send him a strongly worded yes. letter that won't make any sense because I don't actually know any of the rules <laughs> or how this is. So yeah, hold on. I have a, to the format mm-hmm. thing. So I can see where <clears throat> people who are being eliminated. So there's 12 events that are selected. Out of how many? How many possible events are there? That's it. You don't know. You never know. You never You never know. They could just make yeah. one up there. It's like we're just going to do push-ups. Sure. Today. And it's like that's sure. it. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Okay. <laughs> Cuz I'm just trying I'm just trying to think cuz like let's say like I'm really good at Whoa, I, don't I know what know, you're like, saying. What are they like like flipping over saying. tires or something? Is that a thing? Yeah, they do flip. Yeah. Like flipping yeah. over tires. I'm really good at that, but I'm really bad at, like, I have a bum ankle, so I can't really sure. do, I don't know, you probably can't flip over tires with a bum ankle, but whatever. I, there's something else I'm weak yeah. at, but that's the first event, and now I'm getting cut off my first event, that's my weakest event. That would be that would be kind of frustrating. Yeah, but that's but the point. You're, you're here to be the yes, fifth person in the exactly, world, right? exactly. Like you're supposed to you're, prepare for everything. Should be and to your point, I mean, what, what really got people about it was the, when they went from, when they went, when they went from 15 to the 10, 
the last event before that, it was a straight sprint event, which is, if you want to, I, it, I think it's funny because it shows, like, which who's an actual, like, athlete can, like, move their feet. It was yeah. a sprint. It's the least. Yeah, it was, like, a sprint down. They turn around, and they kind of go through, like, a zigzag, like a football zigzag type thing. Um, yeah. And so it was interesting. So, like, yeah, to your point, like, that's not everyone's strength, and that's not what they want to be eliminated on. But it's part of the competition, and that's the way it is. And even great if they're just like, all right, three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You know, some of the earlier years they had, they actually had like a softball toss contest. Like how, how far you can throw the softball. How far you can yeah, throw the softball. Yeah, 100%. I think it was like 2010 or something, something like that. <laughs> so. Because that's not a strength thing. I mean, that's a technique thing as much yeah, as a strength. Yeah, 100%. Thing, you know. I, I'll I, take I, you next year, Casey, man. Right. We'll baptize you. It's like doing th- it's like doing throw-ins in soccer. Like it's not a strength thing. Like the people who can throw it the farthest, they just have a, the proper technique to throw the stupid soccer ball. I don't have that technique. I just I throw it back. I throw it back. Oh, back. You don't do like the flip on the ball to throw it. No, that's cool. I would. Yeah, it is cool. I don't think you can do that oh, anymore. I think it's against. Of course, sports. of course. All right, Casey. Well, that's the Marlo Burpee Blitz. Congratulations to the. F- Wait, go next time. We're definitely okay. going next time. You're in. We're in. <clears throat> is it all, it's, I assume it's not it always is. Madison. It is. It's well, always it has Madison. been in the last three years. They got two more. They got two more years on their contracts. So it's at least until 20, 2021. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> How, so mm, let's say you're a not in a competition to be the fittest person in the world. Okay. How much of a sore thumb would that person <laughs> as at the competition? Because I saw some pictures of you and one of our uh, our mutual friends there. And let's just say you guys look like you could have been competing in the thing. Maybe you were. I'm not sure. Um, nobody would confuse me for somebody who was competing in this thing. I'll, I'll tell you. It is probably it is probably the, f- oh, man, the f- fittest group of people like as a, as a mass, right? You're walking around, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of fit people. But, Casey. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. not everyone, not everyone's like that. Not everyone does. Some people are just spectators. Some people are just like, okay. just like you, like, what's this thing going on Madison? I'm going to check it out. Okay. So you wouldn't be alone. You might You're be intimidated dead. a little bit, but, you know, just, just be you, Casey. Well, I'll be the one there looking for the yeah. curds. <laughs> uh, okay, well, maybe I'll carry on like a notepad and pen and be like, I'm reporting on this. <laughs> I got a notepad and pen. I'm that's, reporting. That's why I'm here. I carry a notepad. I put the pen yeah. behind the ear. The little, like, Look, little paper sure. on your in your Clearly. in your pocket that says press. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll make my own <laughs> lanyard. So like, you don't need this to be here. It's, no, it's fine. I just want people to know. That's but I, alternately, I have a year to prepare True. myself to be. True. That's yeah, not. That's not. We'll start. Plan. I'll start covering all the sanctionals, <laughs> Marlo's Burpee Blitz, and then we'll really <laughs> get into go. it. We'll be there. We'll start our own team. <laughs> won't make it It'll be great. fantastic all right that's all i got casey <laughs> all right fantastic. uh as always you can follow us on twitter at 132 breeze you can follow casey at prof badger fan myself at marlo jr be sure to like follow share as i know you guys always do appreciate it casey that's all for me you got your last words all right everyone until next time i hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports